Well, hello everyone and welcome to Love in Your Life podcast. Today we have Minnie as our guest. Hello and welcome, Minnie. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Dola. Sure. Um, Minnie, because this is a show about our career choices and discovering our purpose and what we do for a living and, um, you know, sort of the trajectory of our career, because very often what we end up doing is not what we started out doing. Um, I like to have guests take a moment to reflect back to high school, particularly that last year, that final year when we're making those daunting decisions about, you know, being a grown up and what am I going to do with myself and am I going to go to higher education or am I going to go out and work. I like to ask people to reflect on that in that last year, if you can take yourself back and take us back. And did you get guidance? Were you thinking, what were you thinking back then? If you didn't have guidance, how did you manage that last year? How did that go for you? You know, that's interesting because I really felt lost. I don't feel, you know, I went to a Catholic high school and back when I was in school, they offered business classes. Mm-hmm. And so I took business classes and I didn't, I mean, they didn't really push college. Mm-hmm. So I never even thought about that or what, what was my passion or what, what resonated inside of me. And I remember, I'm telling you as clear as day, as if it were today, that I just said, I'm getting a job and making money. Mm-hmm. That's all I want. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even think about what kind of a job. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is I took really low paying jobs and um, jobs that didn't, I think, uh, jobs that really didn't help me develop my talents and my skill sets. They were just menial jobs. I mean, one of my very first jobs was working at M&T Bank as a gopher. And what a gopher does is just deliver documents from, you know, one organization or legal office or bank to another. So all I did was walk around the city of Buffalo delivering documents. (laughs) Well, that was, that was probably, I always find that even though they're menial, as you call them, jobs, they often lead to other things or cause us to make choices within that framework that, you know, moves us to the next point where we need to be. Do you agree with that? I do. I mean, I stayed with M&T Bank and kind of went up the ranks and um, I ended up in the mortgage department Mm -hmm. um, working with a lot of the vice presidents and we know in banks there are many, but I was Mm -hmm. in the mortgage department, got to know some of the industries in within the city of Buffalo, which I always feel very blessed about. Like really knowing the city through the work that I've done. However, I hated that job. (laughs) And you know, Dola, I have to be honest. Mm -hmm. I don't think I've ever had a job that I loved. There were parts of jobs that I loved, Mm -hmm. but I've never, I I envy people that, um, that will be talking to me and say, oh, I love my work. I can't wait to go to work in the morning. And I think, you know, or I'll be watching like, you know, a journalist on TV and I'll say, wow, it must be so exciting to know all that information and to be able to present it to people. Cause that's always been my passion. Mm -hmm. I've never done it. I've never quite reached that pinnacle. 
Mm -hmm. So you, you were aware of your passion because you just mentioned it. And about when did you become aware? Was it early on in your career life or later? It was later in my career life. Uh, through my volunteer, um, when my children were younger, I volunteered uh, in their school. And that led me into the world of fundraising. Because, you know, I did, I really did a good job. I don't know how, but I relate to people. So um, I had no skill sets in, in fundraising, but apparently I did, you know, none that were developed or that I think would be a career path. From, uh, from the secondary education, I went on to college, to, to a public institution, UB actually, mm -hmm. and became director of development. And in both of those positions, both at Narden and at, uh, at UB, what I loved about the work was that I got to get up in front of an audience and tell them about developing young minds and what, you know, the, why it was so important to support scholarship or support research. And I loved it. I, that's the part of the work that I absolutely loved. I felt like I was contributing to make a difference. And, um, and, I, and I also loved meeting with the donors one-on-one -on -one because you get to listen to their, what's, what matters so much to them. Mm -hmm. and, um, and you wanna help them do their work to make a difference. So it was really I did have to say, I liked that job. I hated asking for money, but if I really believed in the initiative, I had no problem. Okay. You know, it sounds though that you were in touch with that idea of uh, communication and getting in front, whether it's in front of an audience or one-on-one, -on -one, it's communication, right? Right. So, so when did you think you became aware of that? Because you mentioned a couple times that you kind of knew that early on uh, when you watched, you know, someone on the news and you said, you know, this person is communicating ideas and reporting news that is of value to people. And that's something that, wow, that, that sounds like such a good thing to do. So when, how early do you think that happened? That, you know, I, I can't say that I was aware mm -hmm. um, early on in my years. You know, when I was 18, I went went to work right after, right after high school. Mm -hmm. um, but I knew that I liked to talk to people and learn about things. You know, if I had to do it over, I trust me, I would make different decisions. And I would really, I would really have thought about, you know, what do I like to do? Because as a kid, I remember, um, I used to have to take the bus with my sister to school mm -hmm. and I would talk to everyone on the bus. <laughs> and if they had, you know, if they had a problem, I would tell them how to solve it. So I guess I must have known it, but I buried that, you know. Yeah. And so um and my sister, can I say her name? Yeah, sure. So <laughs> our sister Senia, she um she would say, I hate going anywhere with you. You're always so late because you stop and talk to everyone. And I also, as uh, in, in elementary school, we went to cathedral school, I would take her after school. We would go to the nursing home across the street and I would say, let's talk to these people. They need visitors, let's talk to them. And we used to do that. And so I guess it's always 
been there, but I wasn't aware of it. I cannot say I was aware of it. I became aware of how much it brought me pleasure. Yeah. I think, like I said, later on in my career, but I do remember in school, whenever we had to get up and recite something or present something, although I would get so nervous, I loved every minute of it. <laughs> you get something? Minnie, you know what? I think your story resonates with so many people. You know, it's funny because we think we're alone in a lot of ways. You know, we think this is only me. I only feel like this. It must only have. But then when we realize, you know, when we start reading and getting in contact with people like I do on, on Career Matters, which I did for 25 years for and it's still doing on, on many in many ways. Um, you you discover that so many people have the same story. It's it's you know different details, but it's the same kind of ignorant, sort of ignoring what we really know about ourselves. You know, ignoring the intuition, the inner voice that says you love this, you love this. And when we don't have parents that sort of hone in on that for us to reflect back to us and say, you know what, you love, you love doing this then we kind of we kind of go through life maybe in an unconscious way i i i believe that really happened to me and and um, i believe that was my situation and yes i would have to agree with you that a lot of people fall into their work mm -hmm. and may not be happy yeah um, and you know it's funny i have friends now and and also mentors that mm -hmm. say to me um, i won't say where i work or what i do but say to me, you do not want this to be your legacy in your career because this is not who you are. And, and I feel that it's painful. Yes. Um, you know, once you're an adult and you're close to retirement age, and I am, I, it is very painful to get up every day and go to work and say, this is not what I want to do. And I was reflecting today, um, just thinking about, you know, what would it be like if I took a chance? Um, I don't think I've ever had, you know, many people work in a career, they say, oh, after 40 years, I'm retiring. I'm thinking after 40 years, I haven't worked 40 years anywhere. I don't think I've worked <laughs> more than 12 years anywhere, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so I think um, for me, I think my career path has really been un, uh, unfortunate. You mm -hmm. know, I take the blessings from them, mm -hmm. what I learn. Mm -hmm. um, and I do everything that I do with such, um, you know, I want to do it well, yes. and it has to be perfect. And I don't like people controlling me. I, I never worked well as, you know, working with a micromanager. Mm -hmm. So I, I've only had one, I have to say, most of the time, um, I've been given carte blanche to do what I need to do to get the work done. And I've been a manager myself. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I have to say, um, managing people is very difficult because you know you don't like to ask them to do things that you wouldn't do yourself mm -hmm. and so uh you know i had a lot of resistance from right. some of my employees i really did yeah 
Minnie, when you had those sparks, though, of, of enlightenment that, you know, you discovered, I call it discovering happiness by chance, and I'm always thinking of Wayne Dyer's, you know, um, don't die with your music still in you, you know, um, I, I, that always, you know, is in the back of my mind, because so many of us don't do what we love, and we sort of, um, you know, get to the end of our career, and we, we, there's many people that do it as a, as a job after career, after retirement. Um, they do what they love after retirement because they really align the, the nature of their work as work, not something they could be passionate about. But you had these brilliant moments where you discovered happiness by chance when you were in front of a group and all that. When, when you had those moments, did it, it, it clicked with you, but you, were you unable at the moment to do something about that? And you're coming to the toward this period of your life where you're saying, well, I've never really embraced that fully. So maybe I could do it now. Well, you know, it's interesting because when I was a little girl, I hope I'm answering this question. I used to play secretary. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I used to think, oh, it'd be so cool to be a secretary. Mm -hmm. Well, now, you know, I do part of my work is secretarial. You know, mm -hmm. it's administrative and it's not me because it's behind a desk. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's awful. So I do really reflect on how, what am I going to do? I have to make a change. I'm willing, but I'm still, I still operate from fear. Do I think I'm going to do it? Absolutely. Because one thing I did know, and, and you asked this, did, did it ever resonate within me? I always knew I wanted to be an ambassador for mm -hmm. the United Nations. Mm -hmm. um, UNICEF in particular mm -hmm. and but I never believed you didn't know that the they path would hire me yeah you, you were unaware of the path to take to get there right right I didn't know the path and and I didn't know that they're not gonna you know choose you you're nobody mm -hmm. but now with age I'm like yes I have a powerful voice and no matter what I have to do I know that I I can do the work Yes. You know, uh, I guess with age comes confidence. And I, I can definitely say part of my career path has been due to, it hasn't been a good one because I lacked confidence mm -hmm. or lack of a better way to say it. You know, I, I never had the confidence in myself. Yeah. And um if, if there's something that I can say to anyone, I would say, believe in yourself first before you make any decisions and make certain that whatever you do, it speaks to you and don't, um, and don't do it because it's a necessary thing to, to pay a bill or put food on the table because that is gonna take you so off your, of who you are. Yeah, you know? so, you, so you do believe uh, it is your philosophy that each of us comes here with a, a specific purpose. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it's a painful life. Like you're saying, uh, Wayne Dyer says, you know, don't die with your music still in you. And um, it's very painful to live that, that path. That life of not paying attention to your purpose. Yes. And you know what happens with that? Dolo, what's really interesting is taking that, that kind of, you know, like taking a job just to take a job, mm -hmm. you never earn enough money. Mm -hmm. You're always taking entry level positions. 
and it's hard to climb up a ladder because you're in this entry level that doesn't allow for you to grow. So you move from one position to the next, but you never quite expand and become and blossom, you know, the way you should. And, um, and, and I, th I think about that all of the time. I think, yeah. I think that that's such a, you know, it's sad. And it, I'll just say this, I don't want to go on and on, but no, it's okay. one day I was in one of the department stores and I saw, I saw a woman scrubbing the stalls mm -hmm. and I just looked at her and I, and she was, I mean, the stalls were sparkling and I just thought, boy, I have so much respect for you because I know no matter how desperate I get, I couldn't do that. Mm. But I think I did it because I was desperate for work and I just took menial jobs. And I know no job is menial enough, but I mean, I, it's not, I made the wrong decision in high, after high school, which was just go out there and earn money. I didn't think about why do I want to earn money? What's the purpose? What's the or, plan? Or how do I want to earn money? Yes, or how do I want to More earn More importantly, money? yeah. I think, Minnie, there are, um, there are jobs for everyone. And even the person cleaning the toilets, that is a job for her, you know? And certainly, she's probably going to be the best toilet cleaner ever because it is meant for her. And there's nothing, uh, there's no, you know, order in things, you know, hierarchical order and, you know, this is the best job and this is the worst job. It's just, you know, what is yours to do? And if you're doing that, I do believe that you're feeling very happy and content and satisfied. What you're saying is not so much that you, you can't do secretarial or, you know, clean toilets, mm -hmm. but you're saying that wasn't my purpose. I know that. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to get to my purpose and you're still trying to get there, but you had, you have touched it in your career life. I have, I have through development work, through fundraising. Um, I, I have, and I, and I was also um, executive director for small um, religious nonprofit. Mm -hmm. And I felt that I helped it, it placed retired individuals in nonprofit organizations within Western New York. Mm -hmm. um, and they work, the, the organization paid us a fee to have a 10 month employee with a high skill set to complete a task that they needed someone. And they didn't have to pay health insurance and all, it was a win-win. And then we supported the volunteer through reflection in their ministry, because um, it was definitely ministry work. and. Um, I, I loved that work as well mm -hmm. because I knew that it was making a difference. Mm -hmm. The best part of that position, again, was working with the volunteers and be and able and direct them, to be able to direct them and guide them and mentor them. And um, I felt like I felt very happy doing that piece of the work. You know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't like the idea that we had to charge the nonprofit, you know, for a 10 month placement, but yeah. that's how you made the money. So, mm -hmm. so do I think development work is for me? No, but I think there the pieces of 
what development was able, development work was able to highlight in my life. Yeah, I keep, I keep going back to the communication piece mm -hmm. because that keeps surfacing as the piece within the job that you uh, enjoyed best. And you know, I also like work that is very active. Yeah. So I, so I need to be moving. I need to be doing. <laughs> I need to be, yeah. you know, I need that in my life. Yeah. And, um, and so I'm hoping, I'm hoping that I take a chance. Yeah. To yeah. still do it, to still get that done. Mm -hmm. yes. You know, Minnie, it's interesting because I, I do Berkman, as you know, it's an assessment. And um, I'm wondering about people like you who, if they had that um, advantage back when they were 18 years old and someone sat face to face with them with the results of their assessment report and were able to identify for you, wow, you really have this communication thing going on big time. I mean, I don't know if you should be a teacher or a politician or something, but you have to be, uh, you know, influence an influencer. And um, if you had had that, do you think that would have made a difference? Oh, you know, absolutely. Because, you know, I'm a baby boomer. Growing up in that era, we didn't have a lot of direction. Guidance counselors didn't do what they do today. Yeah. And um, and I don't even know that they they fill that role quite well today. Is even too. today. Yeah. Yes. I know. I agree. Um, yeah. mm -hmm. I think to have I certainly would invest for my children private direction. You know, like having the Berkman or yeah, you know, Disc or the Big Five. I would I would have them learn, especially with the Berkman and emotional intelligence. Today, our, our kids are so disconnected from one-on-one, -on -one, mm -hmm. you know, because mm -hmm. everything is through technology. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I think it's even more important mm -hmm. because uh, the way we work is changing. Yeah. And we have to find out, we have to tap into our inner self. I, I, if you don't have that direction from your inner self, Dola, I just mm -hmm. think life can be very miserable, in, in, especially with work. Yes. You know? Yes. Would that assessment um, time have uh, allowed you to, to gather that confidence, do you think? Do you think it would have, because you said that you lacked the confidence in the beginning. Um, and of course, we, we, we all, I think, gain confidence for the most part, as we mature. I do believe that. Um, but do you think that would have kind of, for the people that don't know what they want to be when they grow up, when they're eight, 17 years old, which are the majority of us, I would suggest, do you think that that would have helped you with the confidence piece as well? Um, I think we gain confidence through the things that we do, and the experiences and some of our successes and failures. Mm -hmm. um, but yes, I do. I think having someone say to you, listen, we, we did this testing on you. Mm -hmm. Here's where, where your strengths lie. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, sitting with that a little yes. to make certain and then taking the, then going in that direction. Yes, I do. I do believe it would have, uh, would have helped immensely. Mm -hmm. And um, I, you know, I can't, like, I look back and I, I, I don't want to have to have regrets about it because um, I guess 
I don't want to have regrets about it because I, parts of me knew, but didn't know how to go about it. So I think what the testing would do is give you direction. Right, right, mm -hmm. right. Early on so that you were able to reflect. See, one of the things we talk about in transition, Minnie, I don't know if I've ever spoken to you about this, but so transition is different than when we start our career. Transition is saying, oh my gosh, I'm 40, I'm 50, and I'm losing my job, or I'm, I'm you know, and in, in days gone by, we were at jobs for 20, 30, 40 years. Today, the, the young people do not stay in jobs very long. Right. But in that day, in that time, and even today, there may be some that would like to stay longer, but they are, you know, for some reason, it not placed in the proper place, in the proper position. So they are, uh, they lose their job. And they usually use, lose their job because they are improperly in that, um, you know, they're, they're not suitable for that position that they're performing. And that's just a generalization. But I do think for the most part, you lose your job because of that generally. And so when you get to that transition phase, what, what the assessment results allow you to do is take that step back for often the first time in your entire life and say, wow, this is true about me. So what do you think it is that allows us to be so disconnected from our true selves that when we get to be 40 and 50, we're sitting with results and saying, wow, that is true. And I do have a moment now to, do you think we're running too fast? Do you think, we're, <laughs> what do you think? I absolutely think we're running too fast. I think our head is filled with so much noise. Yeah. It drowns out our, our true authentic voice. Yeah. And even today, like I think about it and, um, you know, there's never enough time. Yeah. I look around and for myself, I just feel like, oh my gosh. And my head is always going and it always was as a child. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're filled with this message of, be competitive, be successful. So you, you don't have time to process. What does that mean for me? Mm -hmm. So you just are in this world of competition that you don't know what you're competing for. Yeah. And so it's all that noise. It's the noise. It's not listening to the inner voice. And I have to say, I'm just, you know, I have no problem saying my age, I'm going to be 65 <laughs> and I'm just, starting to make my voice silent so that I could hear who I am. Yeah. And then, and then go forward from that, you know? Yeah. So I, I think that's a huge thing. And I think with our kids, you know, Dola today, all we do is put them in every, I did it, put them in every kind of sport, every kind of activity. Yeah. How do they have time to even figure out what is going on? You know? Yes. Yeah. So we're still doing it in a different way then. Yep. We We're are creating the noise in a different way. And yeah. the noise comes through, I hate to say it, social media and technology. And, you know, we're constantly being fed information that you do get disconnected from who you really are. Yeah. I, yeah. And I, I just believe that unless you are firmly rooted mm -hmm. and maybe your upbringing is so grounded. Mm -hmm. And I don't know many of us that have had upbringings that are so grounded you know, <laughs> have so many problems today but uh, unless that happens it's very hard to pay attention to who you really are and, and fear becomes a huge thing because oh you know some some people might not want to go to college and want to you know want to do a trade 
-hmm. But of course, we're pushing for our kids. I know that was for us, um, my generation and where I came from, it was just go out there and work. Yeah. I remember our father said, <laughs> the dollar is your, the, your friend. <laughs> the, the dollar in your pocket is your friend. Yeah. If you don't have that dollar, you won't have any friends. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, those things are frightening to a developing mind. Yeah. Yeah. No, so true. So, I mean, you know, we, we do have to bring it to a close. Unfortunately, I could talk to you forever about this, but what would you say was, I guess, what would, would the lesson be for um, someone listening that um, maybe is just like you and maybe is your age and coming to the conclusion that, you know, I don't want to die with my music still on me. I mean, are, 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 do you have any words of wisdom or inspiration? Because your story is inspirational, but I still feel this a little bit regret. Um, I do have regrets. And do I have any words of wisdom? Absolutely. Invest in yourself. It's never too late. Invest in yourself first. If you're miserable, get out of it. Get a mentor. Seek career counseling. Um, but draw it out of yourself and then go and, and, and live that dream. I love and, that. And I, I think that would be the greatest success in your life is developing who you really are while on this earth. And so. it's never too late, Minnie, do you think? No. I really it's don't never think too late. ever too late. Yeah. Nope. It's never too late. I, I feel, yes, I feel like I'm, I, you know, okay, so I maybe can't remember one to age one through three, but I could tell you from four on, I remember. So <laughs> for 61 years, I have been miserable. <laughs> And I'm like, I ain't doing this anymore. You know, yeah. I, I was aware that I was unhappy. That's yeah. the sad part. Yeah. I was but, aware. But, but, but you're not speaking about every moment because there were moments of happiness. Oh, yes. I'm not speaking. I just knew I wasn't living many. Right. I just knew it. And, um, but now I look at it and I'm like, well, you know, you raise two children. They're doing well. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, you have all this time, take advantage of it and invest in yourself, Minnie. And, and I have to say, quite frankly, you know, I consult with you mm -hmm. quite often. Um, you know, I have a counseling coach. I have, you know, now a spiritual director. I'm investing in myself and I am going to take the steps that I need to, to live my authentic life. And I think everyone should, no matter what age you are. And I would especially say this to parents, pay attention to your child. And maybe instead of piano lessons that will go nowhere, unless yeah. they're a great pianist, yeah. invest in that, invest in uh, testing like the emotional and test, uh, intelligence and invest in listening to your child, sit with your child, try to help them develop uh, their voice. Yeah, hear that so that they make a great career choice. And I'll, I'll end with this. And, uh, you know, we all you know we watched uh, Shark Tank. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, our nephew had, you know, successful graduates of, you know, a college and the kids made a lot of money. But they decided that even though they were working for a wonderful company. Yeah. 
that treated them well. They wanted to take a chance. Yeah, I know. And they took their chance. I know. And it was about tattoos. I can't even say what they did, but <laughs> they, but they're, you know, they got support from. They did. And they didn't get the the amount that they wanted. Mm-hmm. They had to give a little bit more. But you know what? They're writing it out and living their dream. And that's to me, yeah. that is happiness. That is excitement that makes life worth living because you are, you know, I used to think about in scripture, Joseph and uh, it's not Joseph, the uh, prodigal son, Mm -hmm. where they, one went out and squandered the money that the father gave him and one went out and buried it and one went out and invested it. And I used to think it was about money, but it wasn't. (laughs) It's It's about talents that God has given you to come on this earth and develop right right so that's what I would say about work work is your talent yeah and I I think you know I'm always um I don't remember the the poet's name but how he says that there if you don't do what you came here to do then there's a hole in the universe where you were supposed to be and I I think of those children those young people um going for it um of course in a way I think that it's easier when you're young um, because, uh, you know, got nothing to lose. I mean, they did have good jobs, I understand. Um, but, you know, they could always go back to those jobs. You know, things, things are a little easier when you're young, but it doesn't mean that it's ever too late. And I'm glad you're saying you're still going to do what you came here to do because we all should have that, don't you think, Minnie? Every oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, yeah. um, Bill, I'll tell you this. If you don't do it, you will know you didn't do it. Yes. And you know what? You will also feel that hole yes. that the universe feels. Yes. And that's not a good feeling. No. Yeah. Gosh, Minnie, like I said, I could talk to you forever. I know. <laughs> and I'll talk I, to you I, later. I, I always love our talks. So I'm Do too. Thank you so much for being. Thank you. And thank you for so much for being part of love in your life. As I say to people, the only way to live is with love in your life personally and professionally. Thanks for listening, everyone. Until next time. Bye, Minnie. Bye, Joe.